one of my favorite sayings is laughter is the pit stop in the rat race of life and yeah. that it gives you enough emotional fuel and prepares to get back into the race again. Yeah. But the initiative and the proficiency by which we allow ourselves to laugh comes from what I call your human being. The more you use it, the more it becomes a part of who you are. Hey, I'm talking here. Oh, okay, dokey. Hello, every person. Steve Rizzo here, and welcome to Hey, I'm Talking Here. This is an entertaining show about empowerment. This is a show that can take you to a better place personally and professionally, and in my view, that is the ultimate success. And uh, this show was brought to you by Conversations with Bob. And for those of you who want to know who Bob is, well, I could say read the book and you'll find out, but I'll give you a hint. Many of you know this anyway. Uh, Bob is God. And it's all dialogue. It's getting wonderful reviews. You can order a copy at yourinnerbob.com. That's the website for Conversations with Bob. But I will promise you this. After you've read the book from cover to cover, you will realize how much power you have over every aspect of your life. Let's bring up uh, my dear friend, Eric Bam, the Bam Man. I'm excited about this subject today because I know it's something that's near and dear to your heart. And and uh, I think it's important. And uh, one of the, I wrote down this quote last week from Charles Dickens. It says, there's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Yep. Especially in tough times. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm uh, urging people. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a big chapter of this uh, uh, humor being to the rescue in this book, uh, Conversations with Bob. And uh, for those of you who want to know what a humor being is, everyone on this planet is born with a humor being within them. Uh, unfortunately, most people go their entire lives never knowing to have this power. Your humor being is absolutely a part of your higher nature. It's a part of you that brings out the best in you when times get really tough. What your humor being can give you more than anything else is peace of mind and emotional stability. One thing that highly successful people do have is uh, a great sense of humor. Right. Because they know humor is the great bounce back factor. You know, it's pretty amazing too, Eric. Um, you know, I did stand up for over 20 years and um, there were many times when I was on that platform and I was well aware. This was a weird feeling, by the way. There I am doing my set and I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone, but there's a part of me thinking that there are people in the audience experiencing challenging times. Maybe they're going through a divorce, having financial problems. Maybe their loved one were inflicted with some kind of illness. But for that time that I'm on stage, their problems, their challenges, whatever they were, didn't own them because they simply allowed themselves to take time out to laugh. Right. And as they tell people, you know, you're talking about sayings. One of my favorite sayings is laughter is the pit stop in the rat race of life in yeah. that it gives you enough emotional fuel and prepares to get back into the race again. Yeah. But the initiative and the proficiency by which we allow ourselves to laugh comes from what I call your humor being. The more you use it, the more it becomes a part of who you are. You know, to maybe to run down that rabbit hole just a, a second, uh, it is interesting how we take things in our life to to get away from reality a little bit, whether it's a movie. You know, going to a movie and just being gone for two hours and mentally on this and not being sidetracked with something else. Or it's, it, I have a buddy of mine who loves to watch wrestling. And he's a highly successful dude, and he knows it's not real, 
but it's this it's this pullback from from reality and i think to talk about you know the humor being side of it there are so many things that can happen in our lives just day to day to day and and minute to minute to minute that sometimes we just have to learn to laugh some of this stuff off can i can i read you something out of this this beautiful book of yours that you wrote that i i highlighted this week you think i'm going to say no right well so so this is from this book word according to bob um your thoughts, emotions, beliefs, intention, attitude, and prayers every moment in your life define your relationship with my energy field. And I would also maybe throw in laughter into that. Yeah. Right? And all of those things, let's read them again. Thoughts, emotions, belief, laughter, intention, attitude, and prayer every moment in your life define your relationship with God. Yep. Right? And here's the clincher. There's a, just a shade more. And here's the clincher. All the circumstances in your life are my response to the way you have communicated with me and my energy field. So what you put out to God in the universe or the divine or whatever is what comes back to you. Yeah. So if we take a situation that sucks and it's not great, it's not ideal, but we look at it and go, all right, I'm going to be okay. Yes. When that joy that comes from the laughter of just looking at a bad situation and going, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to get better. I'm going to improve. This isn't the end of my life. I'm not going to, it's, it, it comes back to you. Of course it does. And, 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 and that's where humor always comes into play because you're talking about the power of intention, the power of your thoughts to connect with that higher part of yourself. Yeah. Humor nips negative thought patterns in the bud before emotional havoc blossoms. That's right. why we have it. I mean, um, uh, Mark Twain said it best. Uh, not even uh, uh, fear can stand against the assault of laughter. You know, we should and, actually probably redo this whole book and throw laughter into that. Do you think? <laughs> can we can we just redo this whole book? Yeah. Well, if if you realize on that section, humor is the chapter on humor is before that, and that's what he mentions to Bernie that uh, humor nips negative thought patterns in the bud, which is why what you just read, he said your thoughts in relation to me are very important. Yeah. I already said it in the chapter before. So yeah. What do you think of that? I I agree with that. And by the way, the, the news is one of the main reasons why you have to unleash the power of your human being. Yeah. I, I, I just, you just can't. And to, it's a shame because so many people watch the news before they go to bed and they watch the news when first thing, as soon as they wake up in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, they don't, sure. excuse what's me. Your, what's your, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? What's what's your I mean, what's your thoughts on quote unquote laughter is the best medicine? What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it, I think it is. Uh, it's free. It elevates your spirit. Yeah. You know, I've been blessed. I've met so many people, a lot of them famous, who who accomplished what they accomplished because their sense of humor was the one thing that they held on to. Uh, I told you my story about Christopher Reeve. I think I told everyone that. And yeah. he has a quote. And he told me this quote. And it's in his books, too. Uh, my life isn't what I thought it was going to be, but there is love, there is joy, and there is laughter. And he has a chapter in his book, Nothing's Impossible. It's a whole chapter on that book, and it's a whole book about how to create an attitude when life throws the worst possible scenario in your face. Right. And uh, the whole chapter is called Humor, and it's the longest chapter in the book where he says his sense of humor, the ability to be able to have his children crack jokes about him in the wheelchair, like when he would come for supper and sit at the table with them 
uh, he would hit the table and the dishes and everything would yeah. would start rattling. And then someone would go, here comes the crazy driver, be careful. And right. it gave him a sense of normalcy to fit in instead of pitying him and, and you know, and trying to, you know, it, it's it's just, it irons out the wrinkles of life, man. That's yeah. it. It's it's a it's a gift, and but what is a what good is a gift if you don't use it? And what we have become so politically correct now, Eric. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. We're stifling our laughter genes, our humor genes. You've got people that wake up in the morning now, and I don't even know if they consciously do it or unconsciously, but they're saying something to themselves somewhere. They're going, "Who and what is going to offend me today?" And they can't wait for it to happen, right. and they can't wait to tell you. Well, the thing you just said a second ago that, that you said humor irons out the wrinkles. I, I think you said humor irons out the wrinkles in people's lives. If you said that in the voice of Megatroid, my life would be complete. Oh, oh you're talking about Snagglepuss. Sorry, Snagglepuss. 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 Lefter. It irons out the wrinkles even. And the lead of the life. Let's all mean Sorry, Snagglepuss. Jeez. Um, no, we did have this whole conversation about political correctness, and it, it's so bizarre because you were you were spot on. What you just said is spot on. Is that there are people that get up first thing in the morning, they can't wait to be pissed off, and they can't be wait they can't wait to find the reason to be upset, and they can't wait to find the reason to point the finger. And it's just so like that would be so demoralizing to me just as a person if that's the way i woke up and felt every day i i can't fathom it and we're and in my way we're not talking about people that have health issues or have mental issues or have you know relations we're just talking about like normal people that are so freaking hateful when they wake up it's bizarre to me i i laugh at those people because i see it i'm just like i, I don't know how you think how do you survive how do you yeah. work no i i agree i i agree Hey, you know what? Why don't we um why don't we play this next segment for the word according to Bob for everyone? And this is called uh You Were Being to the Rescue, as a matter of fact. Let's do it. One day in third grade, yours truly was performing in the play Alice in Wonderland. No, I'm not bragging, and no, I wasn't Alice. I was Humpty Dumpty, you know, the egghead, the guy that fell off the wall and was really pissed off when he found out that he didn't have workers' comp. Anyway, it was opening night and the auditorium was packed. I could see my mom and dad as I looked out from the wings of the stage. I have to tell you folks, it's a lot of pressure for a third grader. And the time for my scene came in the blink of an eye. And there I was, sitting on a wall in my egg costume. Everything was going fine until my line. I'm one who has spoken to a king, I am. Well, I guess I said it with a little too much enthusiasm because I lost my balance and I fell over on the back side of the wall. And all the audience could hear was a giant dud. Now, I, I didn't get hurt, not physically anyway, but I remember how humiliated I felt waiting behind that wall for the audience to realize that falling wasn't part of the act just yet. And all I can think of was that I messed up big time. I ruined the play. I was going to be the entire laughing stock of the entire school. And how, I wondered, was I ever going to face my parents? I wanted to run off the stage and hide, but I, I couldn't. I, I was frozen by fear. Crouching behind the wall, an egg with egg on his face. And as all of these negative thoughts are running through my mind, 
The teacher's running up the step and she screams out, Stephen, are you okay? And without missing a beat, I yelled out as loud as I could. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, but I, uh, I think I cracked my shell. I hope Alice doesn't mind scrambled eggs. To my young surprise, the entire audience exploded with laughter. Now hearing the laughter, I slowly stuck my head above the wall to check out what was going on. And as soon as the audience saw my big egghead, the laughter turned into cheers and everyone, and I mean everyone in that auditorium, including the cast, was standing and chanting, Humpty, Humpty. Now because scrambled eggs just aren't as good without a little ham, I jumped up on top of the wall and I proceeded to take many exaggerated bows. The teacher was begging me to please sit down before I fell off the wall again, but I couldn't help myself. I was totally blown away by the reaction and the attention I was getting. Eventually, I sat down, the play continued, and what a huge success it was. That night, in third grade, my humor being came to the rescue. Just by blurting out the first obvious joke that came to my mind, I went from a clutch to a hero. An emotional transformation took place. I went from the most humiliating experience in my young life to becoming the star of the show. Hey, I'm not exaggerating when I say star. When the play was over, I was actually signing autographs. Here's the takeaway. Sometimes in life, all you need is a couple of seconds to catch your second wind. Laughter, your humor being, gives you that couple of seconds over and over again. Now that's power. And that's the word, according to Bob. Here, here's my next question for you. <laughs> what? Your friend and mine, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer. Yep. COVID hits. He starts going live every day at 9.59. He starts talking about sales. He starts talking about life every day, right? And he, he talked a lot about humor and how you have to use humor in sales and how you have to use humor in life. And there was one day, and I remember him, like, not yelling as strong, but getting loud with somebody that had made a comment about, you've got to be funny. Learn how to be funny. Do you, like, I, I, I feel like I'm, we've been around each other now enough. Like I'm somewhat naturally funny. I see the moment I, you know, I can crack a funny, you know, what do you say to people that, that aren't naturally funny? I, I, I don't think that's the point. I, 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 that's a great question. I don't think that's a point. It's not important. And this whole thing about connecting with the human being isn't that important to be funny. What's important is for you to allow yourself to feel and see the funny. There's the big difference. That's what a sense of humor is. It doesn't mean that you have to be the guy to crack the jokes, but you really have to hone into that part of yourself to allow yourself to laugh, especially in the midst of adversity. It's not about really being funny. It's about seeing the funny. It's about shifting your focus and your way of thinking, because if you don't, that stuff is going to become a part of who you are eventually. Because if you go through life cranky and complaining about things all of the time, that's the reality you're going to be living. And that's where humor can nip those things in the bud and give you a healthy outlook on life. Your humor being doesn't necessarily mean you're laughing out loud. It brings out a smile from within and it stays with you for a very, very long time. The more you use your humor being to help you throughout your life, the more it becomes a part of who you are. And I think we'll end it with that. Eric, I love you. Bruce, I love you. Thank you all. Please share. Please share. We want to get the message out to everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. <laughs> Thank you.